So today's service is purely a communion service. It's a relatively short service, a reflective service, so that we've all got plenty of time to get back in for the meeting afterwards. But I have tried to connect the readings and the hymns and the prayers to what we are about today, so that in a sense the meeting will continue our act of worship. So our call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For God grants sleep to those he loves. Our opening hymn is on the sheet and on the screen. All my hope on God is founded. If you're able and would like to, you're invited to stand as we sing.
after we have shared together in prayer, the remainder of the service will proceed without further announcement and the children and young people will go across to the other room for their continued explorations after the psalm. So we're going to pray together and after I have guided us in prayer, we join together in the Lord's Prayer in our own first languages, the languages of our hearts. So let's pray together. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. In cathedral or mission hall, conference room or council flat. God is with us. God's spirit is here. And so we pray. God, our refuge and shelter, as we meet together in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we offer you our worship and praise. We give thanks for all that this week has shown us glimpses of your glory and grace. The quiet beauty of a sunrise or sunset. The rich colours of autumn. The kind words of a stranger. The unexpected moments of hearty laughter. The stillness of a quiet moment the love of another. God, our shield and protector, in another week when our television screens have been full of disturbing news, we give thanks for your steadfast promises that you are always with us, that you know us even as we are forming in our mother's wombs that there is nowhere on earth where we are beyond your reach, that even in our darkest, loneliest, most fearful moments, you accompany us, that you're always with us to the very end of the age. God, our rock, Christ, our cornerstone. Spirit, our helper. Accept our praises and hear our prayers as we join with countless others in the words Jesus taught his friends, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever.
Our first reading is from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And then from Ephesians chapter 2. The Apostle writes, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints, and also members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God.
in the first letter of Peter, we read these words. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And, like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Set true to the cornerstone that is Christ Jesus, built on the firm foundations of saints and apostles, walled round by the great cloud of witnesses. We are a spiritual house, a holy temple in which God is pleased to dwell. And here is a profound mystery. We, who are the temple of living stones, are also the body of Christ in this place. And each one of us is vitally important, each with our own unique contribution to bring, each called and commissioned to be and to speak good news in a hurting world. So let us come to this table just as we are. Let no one consider themselves superior or inferior to anyone else. Let no one hold back for fear of rejection. For this is not the table of the church, but the table of Christ. And it is the Christ who dined with lepers, prostitutes, tax gatherers and sinners who welcomes us saying come and eat for all is now ready let us listen carefully to familiar words of the apostle Paul as he recalls the events that inspired this tradition and to the notes of caution that he raises For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and blood of the Lord. Examine yourselves and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
for all who eat and drink without discerning the body eat and drink judgment against themselves. So let us take a few moments of stillness and quiet to discern the body. To recognise our own inherent worth, thinking neither too much nor too little of ourselves. And to recognise the inherent worth of all those around us. To recognise and to confess to God anything negative that we feel those around us, with us, who are part of this congregation, this body. To recognise and relinquish any hurts, grievances, grudges or regrets. And so let us pray. God, who knows us better than we know ourselves, we have paused to recognise our own shortcomings and ask you to forgive us what is wrong, to restore us where we are wounded and to unite us as one body in your love. Amen. We hear the words of grace. Your sins are forgiven. Freed from all that hinders, we can approach the table in confidence, offering our thanks to God for this bread and this wine set before us. God of all creation, we thank you for this bread and for this wine, produce of the earth and work of human endeavour. We thank you for all that they symbolise to us and for us and asked us as we share together in this symbolic feast, we will find nourishment for our souls. Amen. Jesus took the bread, broke it, and shared it with his friends. And we are his friends, every one of us. We are his body together. So let us eat in gratitude, in faith and in love. At the end of the supper, Jesus took a cup of wine and said, this is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, remember me. And so we will retain our glasses that we may drink together, a sign and symbol of our unity with one another, with our sisters and brothers in other countries throughout the world, and with all through all time who have tried to follow Jesus. So before we drink, let's just take a moment, look around at each other, for together we are the body of Christ. And so, as the body of Christ, let us drink together in unity.
Lord, by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. You are the saviour of the world. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you give us life. Glory be to you, Christ the cornerstone. Build us up in love, humility and grace, that together we may be a safe shelter for all who seek welcome. And apart, we may be bringers of good news in our words and in our deeds. Amen. We now come before our Lord for our prayers for others. Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we come before you now as the master builder, the architect, contractor, builder and designer, not only of our material world and the universe in which it sits, but of our lives as human individuals and as a collective. This morning we are acutely aware of the many areas, physical and cultural, that have been recently destroyed by natural disaster. We think of Houston, Florida, Puerto Rico, many of the Caribbean islands which have been devastated by successive hurricanes. And we think of Mexico City and surrounding towns crumpled by an earthquake. We can confess that we are perplexed why creation should be such a source of destruction. But we know that you are the recreator. So we pray for the rebuilding that needs to take place in these devastated areas. For the homes and physical infrastructure to rehouse the populations and for the individuals and families dealing with profound loss of loved ones and of a lifetime of belongings. We ask that you continue to help agencies, governments, and others of prosperous means to get the necessary supplies required to restore life to these places, sometimes, as in the Caribbean, life at its most basic level of shelter, food, and clothing. We also pray for the rebuilding of war-torn regions, of Syria, with its towns completely ravaged by air raids and street battles, and of the Rohingya towns burnt to the ground. We think of the displaced people, refugees, either in their own land or in neighboring regions destitute people with no place to go back to. We pray for the rebuilding of their very hope, that someday they will once again have a place they can call home without fear of death or reprisal. We pray for those countries trying to build anew through independence. We think here particularly of Catalonia, as it contemplates succession from Spain today, and of the Kurdish people as they seek their own nationhood. 
We pray here especially for peace amid the process of democratic expression. Even in the West, we know how insistence can lead to violence and bloodshed. And so we pray for calm and agreement. In the Kurdish territory and the surrounding region, we especially pray for stability, regardless of their vote's outcome. A region so beset by hostility and brutal destruction. We pray for the implications such votes for independence may have, even for us back here in Scotland, as we continue to think about our own political future. And finally, even closer to home, we pray for ourselves and our future plans for rebuilding. As we move soon to consider the details of one certain proposal, we ask for the right balance of vision and pragmatism, of forward thinking and practical realities, of certainty and of contingency. And we ask you now to be with all our thinking, all our discussion, and all our contemplation as we rely once again upon the foundation of our faith that you have laid out for us, creator, builder, and sustainer of all our lives, as single individuals and together as a body united in Christ. Amen.
May God bless us with confident hope, generous love and tenacious faith. And may we continue to build and be built into a house where all may find welcome and discover the love of Jesus, now and always. Amen.